0: This is number four in the series, and this is entitled, Christ the Mathematician. In this study, we will take up one of the most profound prophecies that you will find in all of the Bible. For we shall establish that Jesus was the Savior of this world by mathematical proof from prophecy and from the service of the sanctuary. And remember mathematics is the most exact science that is known to man. Who would dare to predict precisely what will happen a year from now or a week or even tomorrow. Concerning the events that take place in this world yet God's book boldly predicted nearly 500 years in advance of the exact year the month the day and the hour when Jesus would be crucified as the Lamb of God furthermore God revealed the exact year when Jesus Christ would begin to cleanse the sanctuary in heaven. But now before we proceed, please open up the enclosed sheet of mathematical figures that has been enclosed with this tape so that you can follow the numbers that I will give. For you see, in seeing, it will help you to comprehend and to believe. Since these tapes are copied by the hundreds, you may not have been given a copy of these figures. So I suggest that you go right now and get a sheet of paper or a writing pad that you may be able to put these figures down as I give them so that you can comprehend the arithmetic problems. Please do this right now before we get into this mathematical wonder. You may even want to listen several times to this tape. And may I make one suggestion. When you share this tape with others, will you please copy this sheet that has been enclosed and see that everyone who is to listen to this tape has a copy it will only cost you a few cents at a copy machine and it will mean so much to help others now I think you have had a little bit of time to get your pencil and paper if you do not have a copy and uh, we will begin now as I am going to read from the eighth chapter of the book of Daniel for in this chapter God uh, gives us a vision of what was to take late, take place at a later date. Now we will read from Daniel's own account of how the angel was commissioned to explain every detail of this vision to him so that he might thoroughly understand it. Let us read a portion of this amazing prediction as given by the angel of God to Daniel. I am reading from Daniel 8 verse 14 and the angel said to me under two thousand and three hundred days then shall the sanctuary be cleansed you'll notice that God commanded Gabriel the highest angel of heaven to instruct Daniel with the interpretation notice carefully Daniel eight sixteen. And I heard a man's voice, which said to Gabriel, Make this man to understand the vision. Now as Gabriel began to open up the mind of Daniel to the great events that were to transpire in the future, Daniel was so overwhelmed that he fainted. So the angel left him until he recovered. Then as we read on, you'll find that Daniel prayed for his instructor to return and to finish the job of interpretation. This is recorded in the ninth chapter, and I'm reading verses 21 and 22. As Daniel was praying, he says, Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation, and he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. In other words, the angel Gabriel is saying, Daniel, I have come back now to finish the explanation that was interrupted when you fainted so the angel begins to explain the 2300 days of prophecy which was such a great mystery to Daniel he begins in verse 24 listen 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Now let's begin at the beginning. Notice the first two words, 70 weeks now this is a measure of time Gabriel begins by stating seventy weeks are determined upon thy people now at the time of this prophecy the Jewish people were God's chosen people and of course Daniel was numbered with them now this prophecy deals especially with the Jewish people for it said Determined upon thy people, and you'll notice it said, upon the holy city, which refers to Jerusalem. Now the word determined in the original Hebrew means to cut off. In other words, the 70 weeks are a segment or a part of the 2300 days. So now we read Daniel 9, 24, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people. What Daniel is saying is that the first 70 weeks of this prophecy are given to the Jews. Now comes our first arithmetic, arithmetic problem. We have 2300 days. And from this we must subtract 70 weeks. But wait. You can't subtract week from days in figures without first making the weeks into days. And so remember, as you look now at this chart, remember there are seven days in each week. So, we take the 70 weeks and multiply this number by seven and this will equal 490 days. Then we subtract the 490 days from the 2,300 days and this leaves 1,810 days. Let's look at it again, 70 weeks and we times it by seven days in a week. That gives us 490 days. Then we take the total number of the days in this prophecy subtract 490 and we are left with 1,810 days. Now that was simple, isn't it? So now you can see that the 2300 days is divided in two segments. The first to the Jews, which we will find, and the last to the Gentiles. The first segment is 490 days, and the last segment is 1,810 days, which brings us to the great point that we are going to establish that at that time there would be a cleansing of the sanctuary. But before we go further, we must remember that in prophecy, a day stands for a year. This is found in Ezekiel, the fourth chapter and verse 6. I'm quoting, I have appointed thee each day for a year. It is interesting to note that a day for a year in prophecy is the rule for prophetic interpretation. Thus, these 2,300 days is actually 2,300 literal years. And this first section of 490 days is actually 490 literal years. So to make it clear, I repeat the 2300 years is divided into two separate segments of 490 years to the Jews and the remaining 1810 years for the Gentiles. And to close this prophetic time period, it will bring us down to that year when there will be a cleansing of the sanctuary. Now, we need to know one more thing. We need a starting point. The 2300 years or the 490 years don't mean much to us unless we know what year the time prophecy is to begin. You see, I could tell you that Martin Luther, the great Protestant reformer, lived for 63 years. And this is a fact of history. But if you don't know any more, you would never know when he lived. But if I tell you that Luther was born in 1683 and he lived for 63 years, you would know when he died. You would now know this by adding 63 years to the date of his birth. Simple, simple arithmetic. And so the Lord knew that we would need some additional facts. So, he gave us the starting point of this prophecy. And where did we find it? The angel instructed Daniel that the 70 weeks, or the 490 year period, was to begin, notice now, from the time that a decree was given to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem. You remember that Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed Jerusalem, but God had said the time would come and it was to be rebuilt. And we find out that this decree was issued by as you read in Ezra 6:14, and I'm reading that in the book of Ezra. It says, "The elders and the Jews builded, talking about the temple, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai and the prophet of Zechariah, the son of Idu. And they builded and finished it according to the commandment of God. But now notice and according to the commandment of Cyrus and Darius, and Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. Now there were three kings involved who had a part in issuing this decree. And Ezra finally received the final authority to restore the temple in the year 457 BC from the king Artaxerxes who was the Persian king. And where do we find this proof? We find it in a letter from Artaxerxes to Ezra, conferring this authority as you read in Ezra, the seventh chapter, verses 12 to 28. So, now we actually have a starting point. The date of this decree was 457 B.C., you will find it in the margin of some of your King James versions of the Bible and history has verified this event to such an extent that it has been established by concurrent eclipses there is positively no question concerning this date and God tells us that we are to count the first 490 years of this prophecy from the date when the command was given to restore and build Jerusalem as was issued in the fall of 457 BC meaning 457 years before Christ. Now we are ready for something startling, something wonderful. This prophecy given to Daniel some 500 years before Christ was born, actually foretold when the Messiah was to begin his ministry. Look closely at these words of Daniel 9.25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks, three score, and two weeks. Now we're ready to do some more arithmetic. Notice now the problem number two listed on your page. Let's add up seven weeks, three score weeks, that would be 60, and two weeks and the total is 69 weeks. And remember that a day in prophecy stands for a year. So 69 weeks times 7 the days in a week is 483 days or years. And this leads us to the very date that the Messiah was to begin his mission. Now, in order to make our arithmetic simple, we will subtract 457, the date of the decree from the year 483, the number of years involved. And when these are subtracted, the answer is 26 years. But since the decree was issued in the last part of the year 457 BC, a full year would carry us into AD 27, the exact year when Christ was to begin his earthly ministry. Now, isn't that marvelous? But let's look at a few more things in this startling prophecy. What happened in AD 27? A crowd is gathered on the bank of the Jordan River. John is baptizing. And here comes Jesus and he comes up to John and says, John, I have come to be baptized. When John looks at Jesus, he feels that he is in the presence of a holy life and he says, Jesus, I can't baptize you, for I feel that I need to be baptized of you. But Jesus looks at John and says in Matthew 3.15, Suffer it to be now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And so John, under the inspiration of God, announces to all those gathered on the banks of the Jordan that Jesus is the Savior of the world. Listen to him as I read in John one twenty nine. Looking at Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Then Jesus lays, John lays Jesus down under the water and then he brings him up out of the water. And immediately the heavens are opened. The Holy Spirit comes down like a dove. And God himself in heaven declares that Jesus is his very own son. Remember Luke 3.22, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, thou art my beloved son in thee I am well pleased. Immediately Jesus began his work in the fall of 27 AD exactly at the precise time that it had been prophesied. Jesus himself recognized this time prophecy for He began to preach by saying in Mark 1.15, the time is fulfilled. What time? The prophecy of Daniel. Did you notice the words, the time is fulfilled? You see, Jesus knew all about the prophecy of Daniel. And why not? For it was he himself who through the angel Gabriel had instructed Daniel, He had prophesied that 69 weeks after the decree went forth that the Messiah would be here on this earth to commence his work. And exactly when the 69 weeks ended, the Messiah, Jesus, did appear. And he immediately began to preach, the time is fulfilled. Tell me, friend, where is there any anyone in this wide world who can tell you what is going to happen a year from now. I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. But here is a book, the Word of God, that in the day of Daniel told exactly what will happen hundreds of years later. I tell you, friend, this Bible is a divine book for it told exactly the very date that Christ would appear in A.D. 27. Only God knows the end from the beginning and you can trust the Bible. You can have confidence in God's word for it never fails. Now this date 27 A.D. brings us nearly to the end of the 69 weeks. Uh, this date brings us to the end of the 69 weeks. How many weeks are left in the 70? Remember Daniel nine twenty-four: seventy 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. So there is just one week left. Let me read it again. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. So, how many days in a week? Seven. And if you cut a week in half, how many days are there? Three and one half of the seven. And three and one half days you remember in prophecy, equals three and one half years. Here, the Bible is stating that in the midst of the last week of the 70, that the Messiah is to be cut off. Notice Daniel 9.26, And he shall be cut off, but not for himself. Can you fathom the great love of God in these words? You see, the Son of God did not deserve to die. Just as the lamb in the sacrificial offering did not deserve to die. Christ was not guilty of any sin. Even the Roman governor who sentenced Christ to die said, I find no fault in him. So he was cut off but not for himself, he was cut off friend for you and for me. Just as the Bible speaks of this in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, verse five, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisements of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. But now let's come back to Daniel 9, 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to seek. How? By offering himself as the supreme sacrifice on the cross. He would thus cause the sacrificial system in the sanctuary to cease. This would be the end of the ceremonial laws and the end of the offering of lambs, goats, and heifers. Why? Because the great Lamb of God had now died on Calvary. Now this brings us to a little more arithmetic. We have established the year 27 A.D. But prophecy adds three and one half more years to this date. So, we will now have thirty and one half years bringing us to the exact time when the Son of God was to be nailed to the cross. Isn't that amazing? For it was at this precise time on the cross that Jesus uttered those unforgettable words of John 19:30: It is finished. So now, look at figure number three. Let's go over it and check these mathematical wonders. You have 70 weeks, you subtract the 69 weeks, which gives you one week, equal to seven days but we must divide it in two for it said in the midst of the week so that would leave three and a half days or prophetic years. Now you add 27 AD in the fall plus three and one half years and it gives you 30 and one half years AD and since the prophecy began in the fall by adding one half year this gives us 31 a.d. in the spring and what happened in the earthly sanctuary on this date why the veil in the temple that divided the holy from the most holy was ripped by an unseen hand ripped from the top to the bottom signifying that the earthly sacrifices no longer had any meaning on this earth. Why? Because the great Lamb of God had now been slain, as recorded in Mark 15, 37 and 38. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom. For some 1,500 years, the Jews had been offering the Passover lamb. If the Jews had only studied this 2,300-day prophecy in the light of the typical service of the sanctuary, they could have known, and get this, the hour, the day, the month, and the year when the Son of God would be sacrificed. For he was to die at the exact time that the Passover lamb was to be killed, which took place at three o'clock, according to Jewish law. Friend, Christ is our Passover lamb, slain for the sins of the world, He was nailed to the cross at nine o'clock in the morning and at three o'clock in the afternoon, he looked up and said, it is finished. And he died. Just think of it. More than 500 years before his death, it had been prophesied in specific detail. I can tell you one thing for certain, God's word established by mathematics that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. He is the savior of the world for he was baptized in AD 27 and he was crucified in AD 31. But let us spend a moment longer about this first segment of prophecy so that the remainder of this study will be clear. You'll recall that one half of this week still remains. Here is a period of three and a half days or in prophecy, three and a half years. And this brings us to 31 AD. For Christ died in the spring of the year And this will bring us to the fall of 34 AD, the end of the 70 weeks. Now look at the problem number four on your paper. 31 AD in the spring, you add three and one half years. The total is 34 AD, the fall. What happened at this specific time? This was the time when Stephen was stoned to death in the persecution by the Jews of the Christian church. For it was from that time that the Christian church went out from Jerusalem to spread the gospel to the Gentiles, to every nation on this earth. So in this study thus far, We have covered the first 490 years of the 2300 year prophecy, which takes us down to the time when the Gospel was now to go to the Gentiles. And what do we have left? We have a period of 1810 days or years. What was to happen at the end of that second segment? of the 2300 year prophecy. What does the prophecy say? Daniel eight fourteen. it says unto 2,300 days then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So this takes us now to problem number five. You add 1810 day years to the 34 A.D. and you will have the date, 1844. At this date, according to the prophecy, the sanctuary in heaven was to begin its cleansing. Notice it, you write down 34 A.D. in the fall, you add 1,810 years, and you have the date of 1844 in the fall. Now in our next study, we shall consider what took place in the heavenly sanctuary on this date of 1844. We will discover that this date involves each of us and what we have individually done with the blood of Jesus Christ which of course will determine our future the study today has revealed that Christ was truly the lamb slain as prophesied on the day that the Passover lamb was killed the Passover lamb served as a reminder of the deliverance from Egypt but also represented a greater deliverance from sin, as revealed in the blessed and wonderful sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. For the Apostle Paul speaks of him as the Lamb of God, as Christ, our Passover, a sacrifice for us. You remember when the destroying angel passed through the land of Egypt? Every house of Israel was spared because the head of every household had killed the lamb and placed the blood on the doorpost. But there was death in every house among the Egyptians. And friend, soon the destroying angel of God will once again carry out God's destruction of sinners in this world. Only those who have accepted the blood of Christ in their behalf will escape the wrath of God. Now is the time for us to make sure that the Lamb of God has covered us with His blood. Remember the promise? Exodus 12 verse 13. When I see the blood I will pass over you. And so, by mathematics, we have found without question that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. But we have also found even a greater significance in that we have learned that in the fall of 1844, Jesus Christ, our great high priest, entered the most holy of the heavenly sanctuary, there to cleanse the sanctuary by a judging of every individual and to make a final atonement for you and for me. This then will be the subject of our next presentation Number five, which is entitled, Christ the Atonement. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, how can we praise Thee for the wonderful, exciting and thrilling news that has been proven in the scripture that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for us on Calvary as prophesied in Scripture. O oh, Heavenly Father, help us never to forget this wonderful truth and help us never to forget that Jesus the High Priest is now in heaven where he began to cleanse the sanctuary in 1844, the work that he is now doing, making an atonement for each of us. God, help us to so live that you can cover us with your precious blood. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And please, Will you not not share this tape with others within the church? But please, again may I ask, make a copy of this sheet, of these problems, that you may pass it on with the tape. It will only cost you a few pennies, and then the individual having these problems before them will be able to comprehend in detail the great prophecy as found in Daniel. Thank you.